Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 400th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host. We've got the one, the only, the man who's about to go back to work, uh, Professor (laughs) Snag. Uh, so most of the teachers are starting back on Wednesday, but I've been selected to be a mentor for a new teacher. Oh no! So I so I start on Tuesday. Oh, that sounds <laughs> it's awful. It's only one extra day. I so I didn't realize. I I swear to God, every year that like kids start earlier and earlier in school, I, it feels that way. It feels that way. I don't know if it's true, but it feels that way. It does feel that way, and I don't know, like. So I grew up in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and, like, their school maybe started, like, the week before Labor Day. Yeah. Ever since moving to Missouri, it's, like, middle of August, which is really weird to me. Like, I've actually worked on my birthday, which doesn't happen a whole lot. Yeah. Um, it's uh, But, weird. yeah. But, yeah, the Tuesday's not so bad. It's really a luncheon with a couple other things going. It'll be, like, two and a half hours of my time. It's not that be- that big of a deal, so. Yeah, that's It should be bad. fun to meet some of the new teachers, so. Yeah. Um, although, fun fact, though, uh, the Missouri governor did pass a law that says, I don't know the exact details, but basically that school does have to start later, starting next year, so. That's that's good. I feel, yeah, because I feel like it keeps creeping up, because I, was, I went home last weekend, and I was watching the local news, and they're like, yeah, this is the last full week of summer vacation for some kids, and I'm like, what? What? It's July. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, what's happening? Uh, yeah. So I don't know it's th- there are pros and cons. Like with the system we have right now, the semester ends at uh, the winter break. Yeah. So that's nice. Uh, so I guess if we have to start later, and then like the second semester technically ends in January. That's kind of mm-hmm. dumb, but that's the way I had it in high school. But we also have we also have Sigma. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Sigma. <laughs> I'm here too. Yeah. Before we go into our long rant about the education system here in America. And so, uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with 400 episodes ago. Because this is the 400th episode. This is crazy. Woo, pop those champagne corks. 400 too many. Uh, everybody's, like, <laughs> everybody's like, are you going to be doing anything special? And I said, nope. Uh, they're like, why? I'm like, because then I'd be celebrating something like every year. <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody would be like, why don't we celebrate every increment of 50? And I'm like, well, it kind of gets unimpressive when you get to like 350. Oh. Um, <laughs> and at that point, it is every year. And we just call that our PuckleCon episode. Yeah, so. honestly, yeah, we, we just had that. I don't think it's worth having another. I thought that one was particularly good. I think that one turned out really well. Uh, yeah, come, and, come back in two years for 500. We'll do something. Yeah, in two years, we'll do something for 500. I think 500 is the way to go. I think we, I think what we might try to do is we might try to do something like around Christmas time again, like we did a couple of years ago. 
and just try to do some kind of 24 hour stream where we all do it at like our own houses and then I can go to sleep. (laughs) 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 Then I can go to sleep. Maybe we'll do something like that. We'll do another charity drive or something. That'd be cool. But uh, yeah, welcome. This is the show where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to uh, podcast reviews on iTunes. And uh, I, I see you. I see you, Lukepedia. I see you updating your iTunes review. Uh, he, I know he's listening because he, he's been listening to the last few episodes and he called us quite <laughs> negative about the national decks. <laughs> and he's not like on a whole, he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not wrong. Uh, but, um, I mean, there, there are good things about sword and shield. It's not like I'm not getting it. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, welcome to the show. We talk everything here, Pokemon, and we have a good time. And so we, we were talking about the, the education system. <laughs> <laughs> I had something that I was going to make a joke about and talking uh, talk about, but uh, I forget what it was. Um, so I'll just ask you what you guys are up to. Obviously, Snag, you're ready to get back to go, going back to school and have fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be good. I mean, it's always a little bit daunting, but once I get into it and uh, see the kids, it, it gets better. So um, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that. I understand that, actually. But it's uh, it's going well. Um, let's see here. Otherwise, I haven't done a whole lot in Pokemon lately. Uh, Snagarina, though, uh, just started X because she's on a Mega Gardevoir obsession right now, <laughs> uh, which also ties into the community day yeah, that's going to be happening yeah. today. So it happens yeah. like yeah, in a few hours. Um, yeah, she's she's very excited about that too. So <laughs> I'm more excited for Glade. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I've talked her into, I shouldn't say talked her into, but like she's excited to get both a male and female, hopefully both in shiny, and she's going to use uh, one of her Sinnoh stones to get a shiny uh, Glade. So. Yeah, I can feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. This is actually a good one. I'm I'm happy with that. Sometimes we get really weird ones like the Slackoth, which was like, okay. Um, yeah. I, I do. I appreciate that, though. I appreciate having ones that are like, meh, okay, so I don't feel about missing them. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. And like I can take a month off from community day because these these past two community days were like really close together. Yeah, they were like it was just like what, two weeks it ago, was like two weeks ago for Mudkip. Yeah. So uh, I, I understand why they do it on different weekends throughout the months to just like give it variety. So everybody has a chance to hit one. But and it's the same reason why they flip it between Saturday and Sunday. They they honestly should just do them all like the EV and just do them the whole weekend or for twice a weekend. That would be nice. You know yeah. I, mean? I, I think that's the way they should do it. But you know what? I don't work for Niantic. I mean, especially with this one where people will be hunting probably for both uh, Guard of War and Gallade. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm also surprised they didn't do anything like they did with the Swineb Community Day where you get like a guaranteed Sinnoh Stone. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. That's that's what I was surprised with. We didn't get any like Sinnohstone announcement. They're just like, ah, oh, four times Stardust. Here you go, and that that's what we got. I mean, Stardust is nice, uh, to be fair, but at the same time, I could also go for you know something that I usually can't get. Uh, they they did Swine Up right. I thought Swine Up was done, but really well. Uh, yeah. And let's see. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Sigma? What are you up well, to? Well, last week was like all Fire Emblem, but now they... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even that far, which is disappointing to me. Uh, I want to be farther in Fire Emblem than I am. Yeah. The rumors are that the uh, team that did the Pokemon Conquest did a lot of this game more than Intelligence oh, really? Systems. Ooh. Yeah. It's the Nobunaga's Ambition team. So interesting that's that's really cool yeah. uh that that's a good tie-in uh to our podcast yeah. uh, uh the fire <laughs> underground champions league we got a nice little pokemon thing to talk about today right um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise a uh, new tcg set just came out so online tournament grinding 
That's true. Is what I'm doing. Yeah, it did just drop. Yeah, it's a massive set with I think 200 unified minds. Well, I think all of them recently have been massive. This sets. one's bigger. It's got 236 cards or something. Oof. Yeah, I think the one Gosh. before that was only like was still like over 200. Oh yeah, they've been over 200 a lot lately. That's crazy though. That's like a huge number of cards in a set. I'm glad I don't collect sets anymore. <laughs> right? Oh man, I I am so happy I got out of that game. Uh, mostly, I don't have anybody to play with in real life anymore, so it really just kind of burns it out. Mm, yeah, we got that shiny Pokemon set that's only got like sixty-seven cards in it, and then the yeah ninety-something shiny. That's different. So they always do. They always do those like mini sets, yep. and it's uh, th- those are interesting. They're fun. They're cute, but they they are what they are. Um, as for me, I don't know. I haven't been doing too much Pokemon wise actually. <laughs> I've been prepping for that MitsuriCon panel. I gotta get ready for that. Uh, so I've been working on that MitsuriCon panel, by the way, guys, if you're, if you want to go to MitsuriCon August, I think 16th to 18th, I'll be there giving a panel. You come say hi, shake my hand and I'll probably hand you something. Cause I probably will have free things to ship <laughs> to, to hand to you, uh, of some <laughs> sort, whether it be a pin or something. I don't know. Uh, good way to get those puckle badges without being a patron. Go to MitsuriCon. <laughs> Uh, other than that, though, I mm, I don't know if I've been doing too much other than that this week. I've been I mean I've been playing Fire Emblem. That, that's a big one. Uh, <laughs> it's a big time sink. No, I've never I've never been a big Fire Emblem fan, but all the chat that's been going on with it makes me very tempted. I don't know if it goes on sale, I might get it eventually. We'll see. This one's very different than the last the last entries into the franchise. I thought it was. I think it's a really unique take on it. To be fair, Fire Emblem's not something like Pokemon, where mo- Pokemon's got like this monolithic structure to me. And Fire Emblem has this freedom in between titles to change their mechanics and add certain things in some games and leave them out and then bring them back later if they want to. And I think what they did here was done very, very well. Uh, I think I think it was done very well. It 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 made the game uh, more like Pokemon in the sense that I think you can get out as much from it as you want to put into it, mm-hmm. which I don't think you could say that about Pokemon or not about Pokemon, but previous Fire Emblem games. Sure. Um, where it was just like, oh, I'm just playing the game and this guy's a fighter. Okay. And they give you the class change seals that nobody really uses except for the people that like min max everything in Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, I, I think this one's more like, yeah, you can, you could d- definitely casually play through it, but you can get more depth out of it than you could out of previous Fire Emblem games if you were that min maxer. Yeah. Um, that, that's my take on it. Uh, it's a very interesting shakeup of the formula and I am okay with it. Uh, so with that said, though, let's let's talk some Pokemon. There's been some news this week, so let's kick it on over to the news. Cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower. This just in. And in the news, in the news, we've got a few things to talk about. First of which being that there is a Mewtwo event in the UK for the release of Unified Minds. And it's through Let's Go, which is weird because it's not like we haven't had Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon support as of late. Like we we still had battle competitions going on and stuff like that. So it's it's weird to me that they do Let's Go giveaways when they say it's a mainline game, but it's not a mainline game. Mm hmm. And they're just very interesting to me. Like, I understand the Mew thing in the Pokeball. That's fine. Um, 
granted i don't understand it for sword and shield but it's mostly to get people to buy the pokeball thing after the let's go novelty is worn off well i mean let's go isn't selling more so you know that's true that's true <laughs> dude that thing like flatlined hard i do i do have to say it's it's really disappointing that uh that me was like the first legendary to be hidden behind a paywall. That's really disappointing. I think I I agree with that. Manaphy Kaido was too. I, I say I, I take it back. You're right. I, I, it was at least the full game came with that. <laughs> That's true. I, it was but, it was like but you you are correct though. It was an incentive to buy that game and play a spinoff, which I completely understand for them doing that. Um, for let's go. I don't know if you're going to call it a mainline game and then put it behind a paywall in that sense. I think that's really weird because it's not like Manaphy wasn't like hinted that it was going to have a distribution in the future, which it did. It did, yeah. Not to mention. Not to mention, I think there were three Razor games, and they all had the Manaphy egg in them. They were kind enough so, to do that, yeah. So I'm I'm not mad at them at all about this. <laughs> it, I I'm not mad whatsoever. You can also get like a Dark Ride through one of them uh, too. The, the eruption yes. Heatran was a legend in old VGC formats, which is part, probably part yeah. of the reason why we got regional VGC formats going forward from XY. Um, I think regional VGC formats are just good in they general. Are, because then you don't uh, need I XD think, for Follow Me Magmar or... Mm-hmm. or <laughs> I mean, especially with the long history they have now, man. Oh, it's... It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. I, I can, I'm completely all for regional formats. Yes. 1,000%. Um, I mean, that's, that's one of the good things coming out of the Sword and Shield National Deck thing. We get a regional format, like, for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to an extent, I mean, soft boiled Clefable is going to be there, but it's okay. Can't um, get rid of everything. Uh, can't get rid of everything. You can't get. You can't. We can't have a perfect world. Let me tell you. Uh, all right. And so, in other news, uh, if you also live in the UK, uh, you can go to Birmingham and at Somnia sixty five. They're going to also have the demo, the August twenty third to twenty sixth of Pokemon Sword and Shield. So, if you want to go play the demo, there's your chance. You can go see this still unconfirmed Impidimp, uh, which I find also still very weird. <laughs> He'll have his day soon enough. I believe in him. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm very confused, but that's okay. Uh, next up is some Pokemon Go news. Pokemon Go has uh, has implemented this Team Rocket feature, which I think is really cool, really interesting. A cool spin. It also brings back Shadow Pokemon to a less cool extent, but Shadow Pokemon are back nonetheless. And it, so that's going on currently. Uh, and they just dropped some new Pokemon that can be shadow Pokemon. And I love the way they're doing it because they're making them mostly Gen 1, which are harder to find in the wild now anyway. And so you can go find things like uh, Poliwag, Grimer, Muck, Drowsy, Hypno, Cubone, Scyther, Magikarp, Houndour, and Houndoom. All a shadow Pokemon. And I think Ralts is coming probably today with uh, with Community Day. That yeah. would make sense. And so that's uh, I, I love that. I think that's a, such a cool addition to Pokemon Go. And it's something that's been needed for a while. Like you need an NPC to like go fight. I think, especially with PVP, I think you need more of that. So keep keep that going if you want to keep playing Pokemon Go and stuff. Uh, also, Rayquaza came back to raids if you haven't paid attention, and it can be shiny. So that's pretty cool. Um, uh, so the Pokemon Championship series, uh, the series of events where you can go and you can go play Pokemon at have uh, announced their CP limits and format, kind of. I think that the VGC format is just remaining the same until November 10th. Um, and so they're just going to keep running through this series until... Uh, and they're going to continue the series format as well, it sounds like, um, where they did like the Sun series and the Moon series and the Ultra series. I wouldn't be surprised. 
It sounds like they're going to do something similar to that again, which is, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I like the uh, right? three yeah. quarters or whatever they do. It, it's, it reminds me a lot of TCG rotations. Yeah. Like it, for Pokemon battles, which is actually really cool. And it makes the meta change really fast. And I think that's something that might be needed uh, in general. They did change a lot of things, though, in terms of like points that you can get. So uh, first of all, every, all of the points are the same to get into worlds this year again. So 400 for masters and VGC. Um, and they decreased the only change was they decreased masters for TCG to 500, which was interesting. Uh, did they just not get enough TCG players? I don't I know. know. It's only 50 points. <laughs> yeah, it's not that much, granted, but it's a weird change. Uh, the thing that I thought was really cool, though, and this is just for me as a person who like pays attention to these things, and like I, I guess the thing that I pay attention to the most about VGC is the uh, ease of entry in, into it. And the one thing, that, there are three things that I found that were really interesting. Uh, first, Premier Challenges, their best finish limit was reduced to just six through the year. Um, instead of, I think it was like two per quarter or something like so that. So it's the same roughly, I, but so it's, that's the same, but I think it's nice that if you just get like, say you win six of them at the beginning of the season, you don't, you don't have to go to the rest yeah, of them. You, you don't have to buy sword and uh, shield until like May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you could go, but then, uh, they also did uh regionals down from, to a best finish limit of six. Okay. Who cares? It's not like you're winning six of them anyway. Um, uh, it used to be eight. Um, the other thing was that VGC midseason showdowns. I think this is the biggest one is they, those were dropped to six as a best finish limit, mm. um, which I think I think that's a decrease. I think it used to be higher. Um, and I think those are those are the big things for me for like VGC, like getting into it is you're allowed to find a format that you like and just do really well in it and just keep going. So th- th- that's my that's my tidbit before uh, Sigma and I just go off on tangents. Um. Yes. It's okay. We'll get to what's happening at Worlds like soon. I think going yes. down this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, World, yeah, Worlds is in two weeks. Yeah. It, well, it Worlds. There is. Uh, speaking of Worlds happening in two weeks, there's going to be a Pokemon Go International Championship. What's happening? Invitational. Invitational. <laughs> invitational. That's they what's happening. Two's coming. And it, it can only be U.S. players, and it's just going to be the like. I can't. Okay. Like, come on, guys. Like, I understand, like, they're probably... Okay, Pokken, let's be all completely honest. It's on its last leg. I would not be surprised if it (laughs) weren't back next year. It it might not be back next year. Probably won't be. And they're going to be like, well, we need a a third pillar because reasons. And they're like, Pokemon Go. And I'm just like, it's literally just RNG. You sit there tapping your screen, and then you're going to go swipe. And it's going to be really weird. To be fair, they did add the... uh patterns that you have to match now for your ultimate attacks still doesn't i don't know that that makes much of a difference like not really no i it's like less skilled fighting game that's what i see from that (laughs) uh i i find it really weird it's probably just a way to promote the pokemon go understandable i don't know why pokemon go needs any more promotion than it already has yeah but it one i think they're doing best of five double elimination what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, they got to find someone to turn these three minute battles into like something significant. I mean, yeah, they're horrible, man. Uh, I just I want to see like the battles at the end. Like I want it to be streamed, but it, like because Pokemon Go isn't made to be streamed this way. But I want to I want to see it streamed. And it's just like, oh, you got these items. And everybody's like, well, this is stupid, you know? 
Um, I, I don't know. It, it depends on how it's handled. It really depends on how it's oh, handled. Look, Matsuda got a Sinnoh stone for that battle. <laughs> Everybody clap. <laughs> um, so here are the people that are going to be in the Pokemon Go Invitational. They do have a list of people. Um, Junichi Masuda. Um, I'm, I'm kind of waiting <laughs> for the worlds just to see what happens when he walks out on stage. Um, I, I, I want to see the reaction of the crowd. Uh, Shigeki Morimoto, uh, one of the game designers at Game Freak. Unlisted Leaf, um, which is interesting to me because I don't think he's really that well known for Pokemon Go. Uh, the next one's the real odd one, I think. Strawberry 17. Who is that? Uh, I don't even know who that so is. So she's one of the people on that Power Rangers tabletop game. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I know who yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm a fan. I, I don't, it's weird that she's here because I didn't know she had any attachment to Pokemon Go. Or She doesn't. <laughs> she just takes money for things. Yep. Uh, and, then her, and then Yamada, whoever that is. Um, Pokey AK. Don't know who that is. Pogo Kaying. Uh, and one lucky fan. Um, and oh my gosh that blows my mind Um, there will also be VIP signings for Shinichi Masuda Shinichi Ishihara Shigeki Morimoto and Shigeru Omori oh that's interesting Um, again I want to see how that goes but but like are they updating Pokemon Go to allow you to battle people who aren't your friends that's what I'm curious about especially if you're having a lucky fan battle But, I mean, to, to be fair, if you are in proximity, yeah, you have to be friends, but that just takes, like, giving them a gift yeah. or something. So it, it's... It takes, like... It's not, that's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, I, it's also only eight people, so, like, I'm not as upset about it. Um, okay, but, I, I mean, that's most of the news that happened this past week, other than Pokemon Duel dying. Um, but they, they're just shutting it down. It's gone. It's not happening anymore. No, no, they have... It's so yeah, sad. Till the end of October. <laughs> yeah, but then it's just dead. Oh yeah, you can't touch it anymore. Like that, no, then it's dead. Like you can't even play it, which is probably the weirdest thing about that. I don't know. It goes. It goes to say that like most of the no- mobile ventures that like Pokemon has gone in have just been failures. Minus, I think Pokemon Go, and I think they're going to try to push Pokemon Masters. I think Shuffle did okay. If only because they were shuffle was interesting. Shuffle was different. They were able to put it on like a loop for the next five, ten years or something like that. So they mm-hmm. don't even have to touch it anymore. It's just going to automatically do whatever you need to do. So exactly. I think I think you're right uh, with shuffle. Shuffle was an interesting concept. The only thing that makes me sad about shuffle, which is just that it means no more Trozai. Uh, that was <laughs> what made me sad. Uh, but other than that, I think that's everything that's going on. Uh, this is your last week if you're in the Puckle community to go get your Summer League badges. So if you want to get a chance to go win the Summer League and win a copy of Pokemon Sword or Shield, you need to go get your badges now. I know there's a lot of people like scrambling right now to go get them. So finish that up. You only need like eight to get in. And uh, a lot of the gym leaders will be nice to you this week and probably try to hand them out to you. So try to uh, try to hit it up while you can. Uh, other than that, though, I think that is it for the news. We are going to cut it off here, guys, and we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. (laughs) 
And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. That means that they can only use what's in their heads. They can't use what's on their computer screens. They're going to answer five Pokemon related trivia questions given to us by our Discord server. So thank you to those guys over there. Uh, you can go over to our Discord server and drop in those links whenever you feel like it. And we really appreciate it. And so... Uh, other than that, what was it? Uh, we, <laughs> the, you guys are in a race with your fellow co-host of 30 points. Whoever gets there first gets $20 of T public credit to our Puck- Puckle T public store. And you can get some cool item for whatever you want, uh, to soothe your needs. Uh, Seth would tell you to buy a tapestry. Um, and I would tell you to buy a throw pillow. Mm-hmm. I think the throw pillows are really nice. I'm, I'm looking at a new phone case and Dr. I know my wife, uh, suggested getting a phone case. And I'm like, eh. No, no, you get the throw pillow. Okay, those things are comfy. They're actually really nice. Like you can actually like unzip them and like wash the covers, and like it's super nice. Yeah, it's a nice throw pillow. It's uh, it's I have two of them uh, because they sent me one from T Public, and then I got another one as a gift from uh, Whimsicott, Mm -hmm. and they're just they're very nice. They're very nice throw pillows, and so the. uh, but yes, you guys are competing in a competition to do that. This segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for everything anime-related. They're doing a lot of cool art. They will also be at MitsuriCon. So if you're going to MitsuriCon, you can also say hi to them and check out some of their art in person. Uh, other than that, though, if you guys are ready, I have the questions, and we will get started. All right. Let's do it. Okay, our first question, uh, which is one that I thought was a very interesting thing, uh, tidbit of information is I want to know what fairy type Pokemon cannot learn toxic. Hmm. There's only one and it is really surprising. The answer might surprise you. Uh, my first thought is odd. No, cause it's all about healing. Uh, I don't think that's the one I, hmm. but uh, also that's not fairy until it mega evolves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. m- it's going to be a weird one because most Pokemon like Gen 5 and earlier can learn Toxic. Um, would it be like, uh, I have a Clef Key should learn that because it's uh, all about Prankster. Um, I assume Mimikyu'd as yeah. well. Uh, the Tapu should all learn it. Oh, is could it be Magirna? Mm, maybe. I, I, don't I, know. I don't know either. Magirna maybe. Uh, Cernius maybe. Yeah, that's that's that is an interesting question. Um, trying to think if there's anything like a Pukumuku for fairy types. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think too. And that's you know, where I went Mimikyu with Pukumuku it or Clef toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it doesn't learn a lot of TMs. <laughs> Just because it's one of the few things that Pukumuku can do doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean that it's. And so it's probably it's probably a singleton as well. It doesn't evolve or have pre-evolutions, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm willing to just go with Magirna because I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, we can go that way. I feel like uh, a, a mythical Pokemon probably would be able to, but I got, yeah, I got like nothing I right now. I have to feel it's past Gen 5 is where I'm thinking, but maybe I'm wrong. So. Sure. Magirna is correct <laughs> uh, it is Magirna is not good anymore because it can't learn toxic it's like I've, I've never heard of a stalling Magirna so I don't know if people have ever tried to yeah, put toxic yeah, nobody, on it nobody runs it nobody runs it and I'm just like I didn't realize that I'm like you know what they don't run it and this is probably why because it can't uh, uh, but that is one point for you guys today uh, our next question is what is the most common type for an elite four member to specialize in 
Ooh, I can do this. Um, uh, so we have uh, Lance's dragon, as well as Drasna and Drake. Yeah, there's lots of dragon. There's lots of fighting, too, I think. I I count Bruno yeah. as fighting. Uh, uh, I think Bruno's considered fighting, yeah. So you got Bruno, you got Marshall, um, you have um, Hala. Yeah, you have Bruno twice. <laughs> you do have Bruno twice. So popular. <laughs> Um, we'll count him once, but I don't think, oh, okay. count him once. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. There's a couple steel types with Mulaney and that one, that one forgettable guy in the Kalos Elite Four. Um, uh, not Siebel, but, uh, Wilkstrom. Let's see. There's three ghost <laughs> types, I think. Oh, or other four. Uh, is Agatha technically ghost? I, I count Agatha? Agatha as ghost, even though she's a second poison trainer for Kanto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose, I suppose, yeah. So you have Agatha, um, you have Phoebe, you have Chantal, and you can have, and you have Acerola. Acerola. So that's four. That's four, four out of seven. Uh, is Dragon more? One, two. Um, I was at Lance. Uh, uh, second, second generation is not. You have Drake. Gen 4, there is not a dragon one. Gen 5, there's not a dragon one. Gen 6, there isn't. Gen so I think 4 is probably the best yeah. we're going to get. I can't think of... Uh, so yeah, I'd say, okay. yeah, let's I'm go Ghost. I don't think we'll get to 5 with anything if we haven't thought of it yet, so... Yeah. Ghost is correct. Uh, Ghost has showed up four times for different Elite Four members. I guess fighting, technically, if you count Bruno twice, as well ties that, but... Uh, yeah, there you guys go. You're two for two. Our next question is your Pokedex entry, and you're going to tell me who that Pokemon is. Uh, it's Pokemon Black 2 and White 2 entry reads, The spirit it absorbs fuel its baleful, uh, baleful fire. It hangs around hospitals waiting for people to pass on. Okay, so it's a lampant, I think, because I think Seth has like, professed his love for this Pokedex yes. entry. Now, now that you say Lampid, yes, the, the yeah, it is. <laughs> I've heard Seth actually say this one before. Yes, I, I can't believe that Seth did that and ruined the question, but that's okay. The answer is, in fact, Lampid. That is correct. You guys are three for three. Um, all right, your next question is your bonus point question. Uh, this has two answers. If you get both answers, you get uh, you get two points for this. So uh, the question is, what two signature Z moves are the strongest signature Z moves with a base power of 210? Ooh. Uh, oh boy. Uh, these are signature ones. Signature ones. So. These aren't just space. Like, it's not like the V create one, which is like special and All right. for whatever reason. So I have two thoughts here. Uh, the sun raising, whatever it is, Solgaleo and Lunalis Z moves or light that burns the sky with Marshadow Z move. Okay. Um, it wouldn't be one of the Pikachu ones, do you think? Or, or I mean, you make a valid point because Pikachu's kind of garbage if it doesn't have a m- massive attack stat, right? Because um, um, I feel like Light That Burns the Sky should be up there, but it probably isn't. You said that's uh, no, more shadows. Light that Burns the Sky is alternate Krasma, and Marshadows okay, gotcha. would be Star. Something, something, Soul seven. stealing, seven star strike. <laughs> I had the seven star strike. I, <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's probably between those five with Pikachu involved. And I don't know which I would achieve, I would assume it's Pikachunium Z1, where it's the Ash Chat Pikachu version. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> uh, I really don't know just because I haven't played any of these with Z moves. So, nobody has. It's fine. Um, do we want to use our hint or do we want to uh, go for gold? Well, since it's worth two points. So. Uh, so these are given to two non-legendary Pokemon. Oh, right. And so uh, Pika- at least one of them was through an event so, uh, originally. So Pikachu is probably one. Uh, one of them was originally given. I, I got to remember. I so there's a lot of these, and I don't know which one this one is. Uh oh, is it pulverizing uh, I, pancake and Pikachu Z Probably. Oh, that that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So, okay, the other one was, the other one was not an event. It was just, it was just given. Hmm. So it wouldn't um, be I mean, It was, I believe it was just given. Let me double check. But I believe it was. Because I know Snorlium uh, was added. Yeah, nope, this was, this was originally, I think, just given in sudden. Um, let me double check. Let me see where to collect one. Um. Yeah, it's just given. It's just given in the game. Can't, can't you just get, like, one of the Pikachu Z crystals just uh, in the game? You can, yes. So, uh, it's the other one. It's the one where you throw Pikachu into the air. <laughs> Isn't that, like, the 10,000 volt Thunderbolt no, I think or something that's like the, that? Uh, I think that's the Ash Pikachu one. Uh, I don't need the names exactly. I'll take no, I'll the take, Pikachu like, dance, the general throw it in the it. air. <laughs> <laughs> and and snorlium z's pancake. Okay. yeah let's go with those uh so uh snorlium z's pulverizing pancake and the pikachu z's catastropica are both correct <laughs> uh, yeah the pikachu dance where you throw it into the air afterwards where you throw it into the air catastropica uh they are both base 210 <laughs> searing sunrays smash and menacing moonrays maelstrom and light that burns the sky are all base 200 oh, okay for uh for just the folks at home they are close but they they do not beat pulverizing pancake and catastropica uh but nobody uses them because they're non because why are you running those on snorlax and pikachu you have better items i like i could see pulverizing (laughs) pancake being used in like niche situations like in vgc for snorlax yeah but there's definitely better ways to run snorlax (laughs) yeah like gluttony yeah exactly all right so you guys are five for four right now let's see if we can go for six um, let me pull up my question. Uh, so this is this is a base deck question, as always. And I want to know, what is the slowest normal type Pokemon? Hmm. Uh, Munchlax. Yeah, you're right. I think it's base speed is five. Yep. <laughs> Munchlax is correct. That guy <laughs> that gives you guys six points close to a perfect. But you, you needed that hint. Yep. So don't yeah, feel bad. That's, yeah. So that does change up the board today, though, pretty significantly. So we are going to we're going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to sort like I usually do when I remember how to do that on the on the Google spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> there we go. All right. In first place now, we have our Sigma with 26 points. Ooh. You're in shooting range next time. Yep. Uh, Linian is in second place with 22 points. Snag, you're in third with 20. Woo! <laughs> Tied for fourth, we have Whimsicott and Seth Vila with 19. In sixth, we have Sublime with 18. Followed up by Shamu in seventh with 10. Scrawn in eighth with eight. Basket in ninth with four. Andrew Shiro in last with three. 
So it's shaping up to be a competition. Sigma might grab it before anybody else. We'll see. Catch it for the next time on Puckles Pokey Quiz. We're going to take a short break and take you on over to the topic. And here we are with yet another iTunes review from BZ4591. So thank you. It's titled A Community to Proudly Be a Part of. If you're looking for more Pokemon content, this is the place to be. Puckle releases content weekly, administrating just enough dose to get those through otherwise ordinary Mondays. You can count on Thatch and the gang to entertain you with positive and well-balanced content every time. Each podcast feels as though you're hanging out with longtime friends, bonding over your favorite pastime, Pokemon. Thank you for that. We really appreciate it. And if you want to help out the show, you can just go over to iTunes, drop us a rating, or whatever platform you listen to us on. We really appreciate it. And I hope to hear from you guys in the future through these. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Let's head to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be the eighth generation Pokemon that have been revealed so far. Where do we think we're gonna, they're going to go? How do we think they're doing? I think there's going to be a trailer later this week. Uh, Sigma agrees with me. Yeah. <laughs> and Makes sense. They'll probably reveal somebody new. But I, I really want to get into it because there are definitely like incomplete lines here. There have to be like they, some of these Pokemon can't just be standalones. I'm uh, I, I will say that with like Gigantamax happening and without any really good description about Gigantamax and whether it happens at the final stage like Mega Evolution or if it can happen to anything. I do feel really scared for Dreadnought just like opening that out right out the gate because <laughs> I was kind part of me was hoping Dreadnought was like the middle stage of like a three stage line. <laughs> right. I'm saying looking looking at it, it almost looks like a basic to me and like yeah this could go one or two more steps but like with it being given uh Gigantamax I would guess it's probably stuck in just because they you know like Mega Evolution not everything is going to be able to Gigantamax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I could totally see them doing Gigantamaxing to not fully evolve Pokémon as well just to kind of spice it up especially if there's like yeah. a cool design they want to do that for which would at least set Gigantamax as like in a different spot than mega evolution which i think is desperately needed at least in my head yeah um is for them to be like how is this different other than they got big and (laughs) i i just i really i really need that um uh, the other thing that we wanted to talk about today and i I just wanted to speculate on just slightly because there's a lot of these to go through and i don't want to go through all of them uh but the i really want to talk about just like dreadnaw's base stats and how we think that's going to go uh, the one thing I was really surprised about playing the demo was that Dreadnought was really, really fast. Granted, mm. I was using a Grookey. I was going to say, I think it outsped just about everything except maybe Score Bunny. But why would you have Score Bunny in? <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it outsped Score Bunny or not. Um, I'm not sure, but it did outspeed like Grookey and stuff like that, which they were all given like bumped up stats mm-hmm. for the demo, I believe. So it, it's interesting to see that Dreadnought outsped them. Yes. And it might it might be a speedy little guy. No, Gen 7 did have a lot of EV trained Pokemon too, so maybe it just was like max speed. Ooh, that's true. That's true. Uh, I don't know. It, well, if we could have been max speed though too, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's a possibility. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's too many things to take into account there, but I could really see Dreadnought being a faster than we anticipated Pokemon. I would also like to see Pokemon with speed stats above, I don't know, like the number 70 this generation. So well, it should get... Uh, shell smash hopefully and that that would Ooh. help a little bit that'd be cool no yeah i mean besides it's uh, f- uh four times weakness to grass i mean if it's fast it could be very uh uh a very competitively used pokemon uh so that's something that i was i was talking with mikey from pokemon crossroads about 
recently because he brought up will stealth rocks actually matter in vgc because when you gigantamax dreadnought his special move is essentially just powered up hydro pump with and then it sells set stealth rocks and he's like well people start running it for the stealth rocks i'm like no they won't run it for the stealth rocks they'll run it for the super powerful hydro pump on a good pokemon and then stealth rocks will just be like a coincidence <laughs> um it'll be a side effect for people running dreadnought but people would need to run Dreadnought for that to be a thing. So yeah, exactly, and it's, so I think that's even more unlikely to see Dreadnought if it has an evolution. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think I think that's also th- something to consider. Like if they, if some of these Pokemon do evolve, I think there's something. I think I think uh, Corviknight, which is the other one that we've seen Gigantamax, uh, I think that one's fully evolved. I believe a thousand percent it's fully evolved, and maybe there's a baby Corviknight. Maybe yeah, I could see yeah. a baby Corviknight. That, that's my, my guess. It, it seems just like Skarmory too. So I would like a. Uh, it is Skarmory too. I think that's the kind of the yes. point. <laughs> I would like it to have a pre-evolution just to set it apart a little bit, and also so you can to have f- it on your team early in the game. Yeah, I, I do believe that like there's a lot of these weird like one to one Pokemon correlations and they kind of just given up trying to make uh, I don't want to say given up on making unique designs. Uh, I just want to say they're revisiting old concepts and making new Pokemon out of them because that's how the world works anyway. We don't just <laughs> have like one beetle. We've got several different types of beetles it's like Eldegoss. And so I'm perfectly OK. With Eldegoss that. totally isn't a Whimsicott and Jumpluff substitute. It- it, it is and what's 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 really weird is like you see a lot of these pokemon get confirmed like with their side with their side things like all creamy which i think is really interesting um in and of itself which i i was hoping it would evolve or something kind of like a slurpuff type deal mm-hmm. um but or maybe it is the slurpuff who knows um yeah. it, it's got a pre-evolution but uh, that was the one thing i was just like man i'd like to see that but then it got a gigantamax form um, um, how cute would it be if, like, its pre-evolution is like just a cupcake? Oh, that would be cute. Oh, I'd be, I'd that be, would be da- adorable. Uh, we, like, uh, <laughs> that would be adorable. Oh, uh-huh. I'm all for it. I'm all for yes. it. But, like, all creamies in this game, and slurp. Uh, at least Swirlix was seen in the trailer. Oh my! Th- so, my thing is that Electric's in the game and Yamper's in the game. Like, wh- right. why are you taking Yamper's evolution if we already have Manetric in the game? Oh man, Yamper has to evolve. Oh, right? it has like, to. That's right? happening. I think I feel like Yamper's a good candidate for a three stage. I also think Wulu's a good candidate for a three stage. Wulu Wulu needs it. Like Wulu absolutely. Uh, uh, Wulu is like the coolest, most disappointing thing I think out of this whole <laughs> out, of, out of everything because Wulu's such a cool, interesting design, and a cool, simple, interesting design, which I think is, is honestly what makes a really good Pokemon. You you get a simple design, it's really cool, and it looks like a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And but then the problem with it is they made it the normal type. And I go, man, so it's just a sheep. <laughs> like, with Mareep, <laughs> at least, it, it was just like, oh, cool, it can use Thundershock. It's got a little glowing and, tail. It's adorable. And Exactly. I'm <laughs> like, it can use Thundershock. And that's all I cared about, Mareep. It's a cool, poke. It's a cool, interesting design that can use Thundershock. Yep. And here, I'm going to be like, oh, it's Wooloo. And then maybe it uses Gyro Ball. So, so something we haven't seen, and I don't think they're going to go this way, but it'd be very interesting if they were to... Uh, take Wulu and be an alternate way to evolve into Ampharos. I, I know that's not going to happen, but we haven't seen it. They're breaking all the rules now. Maybe the two lines converge. Mm. That would be weird. Uh, it, you know what that sounds to me like? And this is worse than Mega Evolution. That sounds like Digimon. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that's that's exactly how Digimon works. Is it'll <laughs> converge into like like you can have two different rookie stage Digimon become the same like champion level digimon and it's mm-hmm. weird and i think that i think i don't know i think 
if I want to call something lazy, I would call that lazy. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean they're, they're not gonna, they're not going to do that. But I think uh, you've mentioned before, like a a steel typing added to this would be oh, uh, fantastic, right? A normal yeah. steel would be an interesting one with the weakness to fighting, but you still have fluffy, so you get a nice defense stat, mm-hmm. and you get stab, I, uh, gyro ball. I hope it gets rollout. I, I we get normal rock, normal. I rock. don't know how it doesn't get rollout. Rock is such a bad type though, and steel is so good. Normal. Well, okay, okay. So the other one that I've seen a lot of speculation on on the internet has been Roly Coley. Ooh, yeah. And whether or not, like, what it evolves into, because first of all, it's got steam engine. That ability is nutsos. <laughs> and uh, especially, especially for like fire types, right? Like, it can just switch into a fire type and be like, "Yeah, I got plus three speed. Now what?" And it, it's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But it's also it's an interesting design in that it's like a wheel on a rock. And I, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. And people are just like, it's going to evolve into a train. And I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, imagine it evolving into a pure steel type so it can use that ability heat proof as well. Or switching down to water types um, and get the boost. I don't want to see it change its typing that drastically. I, I think I think really yeah. cool, depending on what it evolves into. Um, I I it's been a while since we've had this. It's been like since Aerodactyl, since we've had like a good fast rock type. Yes. And I'm very interested to see like a good, well-rounded rock type that can actually be a physical attacker. Ooh, imagine it. Um, and a done well. Fire rock type would be a cool direction for it to go. That would be really cool. Like a cool mm. fire rock. Type. Yeah. Not my cargo. Not just like, like not my cargo. <laughs> Uh, like a useful one. I think I, I 100% agree with you. And I think it could be, end up being competitively viable. Yeah, that would be exciting like, to have a fast physical rock fire type. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I, I think that one's super cool. And it's such an interesting concept. And it's I don't know. I, I want to see more. I want to see more from that. Uh, granted, I, I think we are at fewer Pokemon revealed so far for Sword and Shield than we were at uh, for Sun and Moon at this point. That's because they slowed down the trailers right now. They're really they have slowed down. The they also have Pokemon Masters to market. So Twitter mm-hmm. started their countdown of generations again on a weekly basis. So, oh, God. and that's going to end like right after Pokemon Masters releases. So that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I could see September being the month where they finally start to push this game like September, October. Mm, maybe. Yeah, because because uh, Masters is supposed to come out at the end of the month. Yeah, It comes out August 29th. So, yeah. Um, nice. Dura, Dura, okay, I'm gonna say this wrong. Duraludon, Duraludon, Duraludon. I put the emphasis on the owl. There yeah. we go, Duraludon. Uh, so they see, keep having it fighting Tyranitar, which makes me think it might be good. <laughs> so one, it makes me think it might be good. Two, it makes me think that it could just be the pseudo legendary mm-hmm. this generation. Which one? I'm super hyped for because it's not a dragon. It is a dragon though. It is a dragon. Oh, it is a dragon. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. um, but Steel Dragon is such a good type, though. It's. I, I'm happy that it's on something that's not Dialga. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I wish it had I'm better abilities, though. I'm hoping it's hidden abilities like Mega Launcher or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with a Steel Dragon type getting nerfed on the ability side. <laughs> Light Metal and Heavy Metal are like the worst possible abilities for something that only weighs 88 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're not taking yep. damage from low kick anyway, <laughs> and you're know, not it's... getting a better heavy slam out of it. It <laughs> so I don't know. It gets I don't that know. new like death beam move, so it gets that. So that's cool. 
But I mean, with the typing like Steel Dragon, you have to nerf it a little mm-hmm. bit. The one thing that I do think is kind of neat about this is it could potentially be a fairy counter, although I'm not sure how prevalent uh, fairies are going to be, but being Dragon and Steel, you kind of get both sides well, of that. You have Alchemy and you have uh, Club Abel still. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think it's better because all of like the fairy creep that happened this time around was because of the Tapus. True. And Magirna. Yeah. Oh, and we have Mimikyu still. We can be but... completely honest, they're going to be gone. Like... I, I think I think we're going to return to a much more balanced meta overall in terms of singles than we had ever bef- since we've had since like Gen 6. I could see uh, Magirna coming back because it's a mythical, so they don't have to worry about it balancing metas. But and yeah, we'll see. We still have Magirna's we'll form in the data as well. So that's unused. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. But we still have eternal flower floet. So yeah, still waiting for that. Uh, th- that, that means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> Even got a Pokedex entry. That's <laughs> yeah. It means that if things being in the data mean nothing to me, uh, it just means guys, absolutely. Those, those will just come out in Pokemon Z. Don't worry about it. We had, we had mega Latios and Latios in the data of X and Y as well. And they never showed up there. I think you could trade the Megastones over there, though, and get them. Oh, you could trade the Megastones over, but I, it was only because they were in the data. I think it was because I, I honestly think it was because they're just like, oh, we can't finish making all these mega Pokemon in time. And so they just kind of save some of them. Yeah. Also, a thing about Duraludon is its rival is Tyranitar, and that's a version exclusive. Yeah. So I'm so I'm wondering. Well, I think Duraludon might, in fact, just be the might be the uh, what's it called it, it's probably the pseudo legendary and it's not a virgin exclusive i would be okay if we go back to gen 3 and have two pseudo legends again oh uh, i'm down and maybe for that. have this be one of the version exclusives and the other one be the other one version exclusive mm. uh, the enemy to kamoho i just want not dragons like I, can we go back to not dragons like we had metagross and tyranitar those are the last ones <laughs> And then it's just like dragon, 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 dragon. Dra- you can make cool things that aren't dragons, guys. Like y- you've shown that like Dreadnaw. He's pretty cool looking. He had potential if he wasn't a water rock. <laughs> he wasn't a water rock type. He wouldn't got he wouldn't get wrecked. But like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other one that I find super interesting is Impidimp. And I hope it does evolve. Like I hope it evolves into like a cool like giant uh like with wings like giant give like him a some demon. big wings and make him just like full-on demon yeah. full-on demon full-on pink demon do it yeah yeah do it do it i, I want to see a shiny sprite do they just invert the colors or like i i'm uh, i have a lot of hope uh, for what impotent will become because dark fairy I, so, is such a cool typing so uh to like just just shoot off on like a tangent about sh- shiny pokemon and shiny variants like i don't know if you guys know this or uh, sigma you probably do but with the shinies they did they used to just palette swap yeah. but with gen 7 that was like the first generation they purposely like went through every design and made a specific shiny sprite for them gen 6 felt that and way slightly too with like halucha i think they mm-hmm. i think they kind of i think they do it for some of them because like for charizard the palette swap doesn't actually make it black yeah they they pick a few out and it's like greninja is black it's like yeah yeah, yeah greninja deserves to be yeah. that cool yeah <laughs> but like with they did it for every single pokemon in sun and moon yeah and it, because uh instead of just getting a full-on palette swap like something like crab brawler his just gloves just change colors and so i i with them taking that much uh, paying that much attention to detail for those sprites I am excited to see what they do here. Yeah, like imagine a chocolate alchemy instead of the berry flavored. Oh, to be yeah. fair, they did that with Slurpuff. They did. They did do that with Slurpuff. That's also a Gen 6 so, Pokemon, uh, so, you know, they were carrying more yes. at that point. 
<laughs> they they were gen 7 was the first one where they did all i feel them, like I, after I the, the gen 4 and gen 5 legendary shiny state they kind of had to start paying attention to what shiny sprites look like mm-hmm. because those were awful. I couldn't even yeah. tell you the difference between a shiny Zekrom and a regular Zekrom. It's like got a blue tip of its hat or something like that. It's dumb and slightly yeah. grayer. <laughs> uh, and then we've got this squirrel Pokemon that still hasn't been revealed, but it's in trailers. And I don't know if they do this on purpose or if they just don't pay attention uh, when they do these things. I have zero expectations for that thing. It's going to be like, yeah, <laughs> It's going to be, it's going to be, it's like worse Pachisaru. Like I was thinking Watchhog. It's a worse Watchhog. I have, I have, can we like, can we just cut out the designs for like the same rodent Pokemon every single generation? Like if we're going to, if we're going to be, if we're making cuts to the decks anyway, right. Um, (laughs) like not including the full decks in every generation, maybe we should just like not have Watchhog. (laughs) <laughs> um like this generation maybe we should just not have like what was worse was last generation when we had both gumshoes and alolan rattata oh, i thought that was yeah. so overdone gumshoes oh <laughs> wasn't young goose one of those pokemon that received zero votes and in- zero votes it received zero <laughs> votes his favorite yeah um because like come on man how many times you got to catch the same rodent to, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna remake like one of the old rodents as well I feel like you can't just do that. I um, I mean, and it didn't even have a cool spin on it like they did with Diggersby, where it was actually good. Well, they've done that the past. They did that for a few of them, like Bidoof, even Bidoof like was Bidoof, okay. Bibarel's, Bibarel gets water typing, which is really interesting and cool. Um, then you've got, yeah, it, it, stuff like that. That's the cool stuff. Like Staraptor and uh, Talonflame were just amazing. Oh, and <laughs> they did really well. And there. then you had Unfastened in between. It's like, why are you here? <laughs> Go away. <laughs> and then you have, then you have Toucanon. Uh, <laughs> oh, Toucanon. Okay. So it's Toucanon's a fun design, but it is a fun design. That, it's just not a good Pokemon. Like it, no. it has, it had potential. Cause like they came up with this whole idea, like it's beak gets hot. And did I mean, they could have gone the fire fo- flying route again with it, but they just didn't really capitalize on it. I don't know. I feel like that design was kind of just like half baked. It was, um, yeah. And it wasn't just there all the like way. They designed a Pokemon, but couldn't put any stats or moves to it. And it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> here and they're just like it'd be cool to have a toucan pokemon it's like yeah it would and that's what they did and then they gave it a sec a middle form too that no one cares about no one cares about trumpeek yeah. it's like wouldn't it be uh, apparently somebody does <laughs> it's like oh look it's a bird with a trumpet for a beak how cute it's like that that's a cool design you could have mm-hmm. used it in a different generation it didn't need to go <laughs> yeah i i i'm happy with the lack of pokemon that we've seen so far though like right now i think we had like something like 20 some 30 some pokemon announced for sun and moon which is half the number of pokemon introduced in sun and moon uh i also like not being teased by ultra beast i was very confused by ultra beasts um a good way to end it though is we do have that trailer that's probably dropping earlier this month whether it be this week or like early the week after that um, I'm I'm fully expecting this week though because Koro Koro officially drops I think on Tuesday of next yeah, week. Yeah, it goes on the 15th uh, no, and usually it leaks like but somewhere the somewhere to 10th to 12th, which is Saturday. And they try and Pokemon tries to cut it off. And I don't think Koro Koro is really going to be their main driving source for news anymore. Anyway, I mean they had uh, Duraludon's they, they, attack in that one, but that was about it. it. So compared to the Sun and Moon cycle, yeah. And we want to talk about that compared to the Sun and Moon cycle where every single issue copied what the trailer said. Except for Rockruff. This they, one. They did get Rockruff. Yeah, yes. That was. That's, that's true. 
but they didn't get much else. I, it, and this time they were doing the movie promo essentially while we're getting news. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, uh, I think that's a big indicator that it's probably just going to be on their own terms. They don't really care about Korokoro. Yeah, but they still put some stuff that we get in the trailers. Oh, yeah. And that's why they want the trailers out before the Korokoro leaks. Before Korokoro. So I'm assuming we'll get something probably around the 8th or 9th. Yeah, I could see Wednesday, maybe Monday again if they're daring. Yeah, maybe maybe the 12th, you know. But I... and Yeah, I'm expecting it. I, I'm interested. Soon. Uh, and this is also... this. So this is what I want to end on, because... In the August trailer for the past two generations, Gen Six and Gen Seven, I hate I hate extrapolating based on two data points, but um, we got Mega Evolution revealed, and then we also got uh, regional variants revealed in the August trailers. So I just want to know your thoughts. My my fear is that the rumors are true, and there's regional evolutions, which are just Pokemon designed to never be seen again after this game, which really bothers me, and I don't like that at all, um, because that like gets rid of like the Pokemon Forever type deal. Um, which they've already started to kind of get rid of with uh, with Pokemon like being selectively chosen for each game. And uh, so that, that kind of bugs me. Uh, I personally hope it's just more regional variants. Like that's a concept I think they should reuse. It's a very good they should concept. Have reused Mega Evolution. <laughs> they should have removed they should have reused Mega Evolution. But I mean, this is a good concept that they should reuse as well. Yeah, in my opinion, I mean, it's unfortunate that they kind of broke some of the Megas and it's hard to reuse them without keeping the broken things around. Mm hmm. Like, that's kind of where the issue stemmed. Plus, yeah. they nerf them. I mean... Yeah. Eh. That's something that they can do, though. They I mean, could. They, yeah. They've definitely changed stats before. It's like, Mega Beedrill is great. Beedrill is completely useless without its Mega. Same with Mawile. And it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that we don't get those back. Because those are Pokemon that really needed them to be able to be any amount yeah, of useful. You assume Beedrill's in this game, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Mawile's been shown, I think. Poor thing. Mile has been, but I don't think Beatrill has. Manetric's another one, but really likes the Mega. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to shape up. It's going to depend on what's in there or not. What about you, Snag? What do you, what do you think? Um, I had a thought and then disappeared. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think that... Um, words lost. What was your question again? Uh, what, do you, what do you think they might show in the trailer? This, this, um, the trailer where they usually get something big. I don't know. Do you think yeah, there's uh, something bigger? It's just going to be like here's a couple new Pokemon and here's some old Pokemon Gigantamaxing. Here, yeah, <laughs> here's here's two new gym leaders, but one of them's in Sword and one of them's in Shield. Here's Fat Pikachu. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that uh, we'll probably see. I bet this is probably about the time to see the mid evolutions of the starters. Oh, that's true. Uh, I think we'll, those will probably show up, and then. That's true. Um, You're not wrong. Yeah, I know. It, it would be it'd be really cool if they did bring back uh do like a regional variant of some kind or like regional evolution. I guess we had that in Alola too, and that's fine. But like you said, that means we're gonna say goodbye to them next generation. So, um, I mean, I don't think Alolan Executor is gone forever, and that's a regional no, evolution. He's too much of a hit. <laughs> he's too much of a hit. <laughs> that's a regional evolution, to be fair. Yeah, my my worry is because like the leak the leak said like Surfesh the Farfetch'd evolution is going to be a regional evolution, and that's what bothers me. Is like oh, so Surfesh is only going to be ever in Gen Eight, never again. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm excited uh, to see what comes though. I, I usually I spoil myself and I I watch all the trailers unlike some people. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> yeah, some people. <laughs> so um, looking at you, Whimsicott. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's what I expe- expect to see. A couple new evolutions, especially of the starters, and um, maybe we will see the regional evolutions. Yeah. 
yeah, that's a, I think that's a good place to stop though. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how it goes this week. Um, and yeah, that's it. So we're going to take a short break guys and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Catch you on the flip flop. Well, school's coming up kids. If you want some cool new swag for, I don't know, back to school season, you can go over to the Puckle Tee Public Store and you can go and grab any kind of designs, whether it just be the Puckle logo so you can represent me and the company that all these people are working for, or maybe you just want something cool like a Pokemon like Dragonite Kanji shirt. It's fantastic. We got everything over there. If not, maybe you want to throw a pillow to throw in your apartment if you're going to college. Just some cool artwork to put on your wall. You can just go grab some of the puckle staff uh pictures that basket put up they're great Uh, i suggest it everything you can buy there helps us out in any single way that you can possibly do it uh it's a great way to support the show and get something in return so please go do it and i will catch you guys on the flip-flop the episode and welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 680. A very rare occurrence is doing a middle stage Pokemon. Dewblade, the sword Pokemon. The Pokemon Y Pokedex entry says the complex attack patterns of its two swords are unstoppable, even for an opponent greatly accomplished at sword play. I've always been really cool with these because Honedge was a really cool reveal for Gen 6. And I remember being like really hyped when it was announced. Um, the one thing that bothered me was the immediate fan art of people like holding Honedge when it's one entry that we had at the time was like, if you hold it, it's going to steal your soul. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, stop, you're killing me, guys. You're killing me. And yet people to this day still do that. But it's like, eh, they still do it. I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the life stealing because it's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, God, it's so sad. Uh, so Duplade is actually so Duplade's you, you. Because Ghost Steel is a really, really good type. It is. Like, stupid good typing. And on top of that, it's got... Three immunities on that? (laughs) Yeah, it's also got a base defense of 150 as a middle stage Pokemon, which means it can really take advantage of Eviolite at a base 150 defense. (laughs) (laughs) And its attack is still 110. So, like, it's a standard UU Pokemon. And its moveset really just kind of carries it with it as well. So we built a team around it this week. Uh, we found a sample team. We we changed a lot of things on it because we weren't fans. And we wanted it. So we're going to break it down with you guys today. So Dewblade is the is the Pokemon that we really wanted to go for. Uh, this is obviously Eviolite. It's running uh, 16 special defense, 240 HP. I forget what that uh, handles. It, it lets it live something. I would say it's a toxic number, but it doesn't apply here. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, probably a Stealth Rocks number. Honestly, probably uh, it get, we slapped a brave nature on ours here because with uh, zero speed, you can really take advantage of gyro ball. And so we're running swords, dance, gyro ball, sacred sword, because we did not want Dewblade to kind of get put in a corner with other steel types and also shadow sneak. So you can get some mean priority off that Dewblade with that base 110 attack. It actually works out really, really well. Now, speaking of fighting types, <laughs> Uh, this is a Pokemon that does almost the exact same thing that Dewblade does, but we found it works really, really well on this team still. It puts a lot of pressure on other opponents in, in the UU tier. And this is a Pokemon that I've been trying to put on a team for for quite a while. And it's Cobalion. So a move that we didn't put on here that I think everybody should consider when running Cobalion is Volt Switch because it gets it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. 
and it just gives you momentum if you're into that Volt's turn kind of meta. This team is not. Um, we're running pretty standard Cobalion. Once again, we're running a lot of standard stuff today. It is Cobalion with Phytanium Z, 252 attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed, Jolly Nature to max out that speed, and it's Swords Dance, Rock Polish, Iron Head, Close Combat. This thing's like a Landorus Therian, but doing like Iron Heads in Close Combats and Phytanium Z if you need that extra push to try to knock something out. Um, it does not knock out Soikun at, neutr- at at plus it zero. It barely does 50%. Uh, it, it barely did 50%. So yeah, that's uh, that's fun. But we have uh, plenty of other members here. Uh, who's got this? Uh, it's Snag, you grab these. You grab the next okay, one. Okay, sure. Uh, so then we uh, also have a Mega Sceptile on the team uh, with uh, four uh, sets in attack. Uh, 252 special attack and 252 speed make it a very, very speedy uh, boy or girl. Uh, timid nature on this. And it runs uh, Leaf Storm, Dragon Pulse, Hidden Power Fire to help counter, especially the uh, Scissor that's in this tier. And then also Earthquake, which uh, Thatcher is saying that this is uh, kind of a new development, uh, having Earthquake on here. So I'm putting new as like in quotes. It's like it's been a thing that's been happening for like maybe the past year. But I I personally am not a fan of it because I think anything you're going to hit with an Earthquake with a Mega Sceptile and UU... Uh, you might as well just leaf storm it anyway. Like, <laughs> uh, or leaf storm it or hidden power fire it. Like you're going to be just fine. Uh, because the difference, especially since you're running timid, so you're running minus spe- minus attack. Yeah, that's kind of a, an odd choice. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's bulky enough that if you like, if you don't run minus defenses, it can take a couple hits from things. And Me- Mega Sceptile by far is my favorite Mega in UU. And I, I think this is just, ah, uh, it, it I, I hate putting the Earthquake on there. I think it's okay. I I think Giga Drain is another move that you can think about. Mm-hmm. If you really, really want it, you could really think about Giga Drain. Um, if you're really against like, oh man, this Earthquake only did like 30% to, I don't know, something neutrally, which it would because that's what Sceptile is. So uh, that that's the Sceptile set. And then I really like this Togekiss set. Uh, we have Togekiss running the Beery so Berry, fun. which is the uh, Steel Reducing Berry. Yeah, I've never used it once before in my life. <laughs> yeah, this, this is really cool. So uh, uh, let me get through the rest of the set. Uh, ability, of course, is uh, Serene Grace, uh, 428 HP, uh, uh, 84 defense, and 176 speed, timid nature. So a little bit bulky, but still uh, hitting with some special attacks pretty well. Running with Air Slash, of course, Flamethrower, Roost, and Defog. So what this is meant to do is, is it meant to uh, trap the... Uh, to entice the scissor, scissors to come in, uh, take a bullet punch, and then return a with a flamethrower to knock the scissor out. So, uh, I love this. That's a really, really cool uh, uh, play on this. It's, it's so much fun. It's such an interesting set. Um, yeah, I, I've got more words for the team when we're done, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we can take it home. We can take it home. Sigma. All right. So next up, we've got a Scarf Nihiligo. And it is running just max speed, max special attack. Timid Nature lets it outrun Mega Aerodactyl, which I don't think Modest would let you do that. So the Timid's important here. Uh, You might be right. Yeah. Mega Aerodactyl is very fast. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it's attacks, toxic spikes when you expect the switch, power gem, sledge wave as your stab options, and hidden power ice for things like Gligar that come in. Mm -hmm. Or Mega Sceptile, because you outspeed that too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the final member of our team is an expert belt seismitoad with the ability water absorb. Has 72 HP, 
252 special attack and the 184 speed that allows it to outspeed those base 65 speed Pokemon in the format when they're max speed. Cough, cough, scissor. Cough, cough. Uh, <laughs> we really don't like scissor, guys. We don't like it. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's fine. Uh, it's modest nature. It's a rock setter. It's got stealth rocks. Uh, Sludge wave. Solid coverage. It's probably the move you can switch around the most. Uh, other sets run mm-hmm. HP fire if you really, really hate scissor, but we have other answers, so we don't really need that. I like Sludge Wave, honestly. I think, it, I do I think it's got plenty of utility. Uh, toxic, I guess, is another option, too. I think... Uh, Still like Sludge Wave. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Hydro Pump and Earth Power, Stab Options, that, that's what we're doing with the Seismitoad. Yeah. I, so the only problem I have with this team when we were playing with it is I don't think we had a good enough uh, Roserade counter. Mm. Mm. That's that's my only complaint with this team, is I don't think we had anything that was like, yeah, I'm going to take you out, Roserade. And I think if you're going to do anything, as as much as it hurts my soul to say it, it should probably be Cobalion. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could put Psyshock on Nilago over like Toxic Spikes if you want. That might be the thing to do. I noticed during my playthroughs, and this is probably just my playstyle, is I did not use Toxic Spikes that often. I more than often use Seismitoad, Stealth Rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just because you have more poison types floating around in UU anyway, and so Toxic Spikes just get soaked up most of the time anyway. I think they're kind of useless. Yeah. You've got like Alolan Buck. You've got uh, Tentacruel around. You've got Roserade. Yeah. You've got other Nihiligo. There's a, and you've got a Moongus that show up occasionally. Yeah, so there's lots of poison types that can just remove your spikes. So maybe, yeah, Psyshock could be a good yeah, answer there. Yeah, Shock is probably better. I think that's probably the play to do. I mean, out of, out of curiosity, wouldn't... Uh, uh, I'm not sure on the speed tiers on this, but wouldn't Togekiss do, be a decent Roserade counter with Air uh, Slash? So Toge, nope, Togekiss is not fast enough to outspeed Roserade. Gotcha. It's like base 90 versus base 80, so... Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately Roserade is faster, and it can just sludge bomb. And your Togekiss would die. <laughs> and it's sad. Granted, I don't think we ever lost a match when we got mashed up against a team with a Roserade. Uh, I just, I always found it difficult and something that we had to play around. Yeah, because most of our things are, all of our things are weak to something Roserade's doing, except Nihiligo. Yeah. And like Dewblade. But Dewblade, but it typically has HP fire, which just with, isn't pleasant. Yeah, and with either. Technician, it actually gets essentially uh, stabbed yeah. on that too. So, yeah. Base 90 HP fire yeah. coming at your face. It's got essentially flamethrower on it. Uh, almost flamethrower. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's nasty. It's nasty. So, yeah, that's the team for this week. And if you want a shiny Dewblade, go over to patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, and I'll be doing that along with like three other Pokemon that I've been intending to do and haven't gotten to yet. Uh, so go over there, patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, and we are going to kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll give out the Green Tauros badge if we remember, yada, 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 yada. Um, and so <laughs> uh, welcome to the mailbag segment. The mailbag is where we read your sh- emails on the show. And you guys can have your voices heard on the podcast. Give us your opinions on our topic. Uh, last week, we talked about spinoff games, and I think nobody wrote about those, honestly, except for P. McGee. Uh, <laughs> and and so good for him. Uh, we we asked you guys about that, and we'll ha- we have a mailbag question this week. What do you think about some of the new Pokemon? Do you think which ones do you think will evolve? Which ones do you think might be competitively important? 
in the long run. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys about that. So send those into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Our first email today, though, is going to be from Bosophis. What's going on over here, Puckle Peeps? It's your best best friend and biggest bad boy, Bo, here. I know we aren't supposed to be making a big deal about it, but I just wanted to congratulate everyone here at my Puckle family on 400 amazing episodes. I couldn't be more proud of the community and effort everyone has put in. The years of dedication, passion, and love you've all given has left a legacy that will la- likely last till the end of Pokemon's life and popularity. So the end of this year. Um, <laughs> So thank you, everyone, for the amazing years of, qu- and of quality and wholesome entertainment every Monday and every Monday here to come. With that being said, here's to the next 400 episodes. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I just like I, I've thought about that. I'm just like, that's eight years. That's eight years. I don't know if I can do that, guys. Uh, and Bo says, oh, by the way, I met this Nintendo rep at Walmart named Tanner, and he said that they are definitely making a Firewater Lava Pokemon for Sword and Shield. Hashtag Tanner wouldn't lie. <laughs> Catch you all on the flip flop. I take it it's a fire llama that spits a lot like llamas do. That would be great. It's it's just like a really old puck joke that's all it is it's a really old puckle joke uh, hey firewater lava by the way both of us don't cut yourself short you are definitely part of this uh, puckle legacy and you put in mm-hmm. more than your fair share of that work too so yeah absolutely uh so our next one is going to be from p mcgee all right p mcgee hey puckle crew p mcgee here uh with some appreciation for an old classic uh, rightfully, Colosseum, Gale of Darkness, Snap, and Explorers of Sky should rank among the very best Pokemon side games, and I'm sure others have sent you emails further praising those entries. I don't think so. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I agree with you on uh, on the uh, Colosseum, Gale of Darkness, Snap. Dude, you forgot uh, Conquest, but anyway. Um. <laughs> That's true, honestly. <laughs> I think Conquest is just underrated. Yes. I think it's underrated. Oh, for sure. So instead of piling into that praise, I will give a little love to one full subsection of a, an early spin-off classic, the Pokemon Stadium minigames. Even at 25, I still occasionally power on my Nintendo 64 to have some fun with these simple little gems. Egg Emergency, Topsy Turvy, Lickitung Eatery, Delibird Delivery, Clefairy Says, and all the other addictively fun minigames. Even if I was just stuck with the CPUs, I would have a blast for hours. Um, just a quick comment on that. I think you're right, Pimiki. I mean, a quick way for Nintendo uh, to make a buck, release the, right. just the mini games. I, I am still disappointed they didn't make those the arcade games in the game corner in Let's Go. Oh, right, right. That would have been the oh, perfect man. spot for them. <laughs> just bring them back. You already had two player support built into the game. Yeah. Yep. Um, the, those, those need to come back, either, either as their own side thing, or I mean, just give us the stadium games somehow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think if the Wii U would have done better, maybe because yeah. they they were pushing like the virtual console versions of Red and Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure they could have come up with a way to like hook those up to Stadium on the virtual console know, as right? well. But the Wii U, unfortunately, was the Wii U. Or maybe it'll just die on the N64 Classic. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But what's the point if you can't transfer things to, though? Yeah. Like, at that point, just give us the minigames. Yep. But back to back to P. McGee's uh, email. I was so utterly disappointed when Battle, Battle Revolution did not continue to expand on this and saw nearly 20 years later, I'm still waiting for Pokemon to revisit it. Updating and, span- and expanding it would probably be pretty easy to do on both mobile and sw- Switch and I'd happily throw 30 plus dollars at some kind of remake or edition. 
in a dream world, I'd love to see Game Freak or other third party uh, uh, develop third party develop a game of Kingdom Mario Party, wherein you have some friends select protagonists from the series, red, blue, gold, silver, etc., and navigate a board as you collect badges and play various mini games. Still, I would happily settle for a port with some online interactivity. Uh, I like that idea. Uh, so two things on this one. Uh, Mario Party game would be really sweet, uh, but with probably like Pokemon. I, I don't know. Uh, instead of the uh, protagonists. Another thing, I'm not sure if you noticed, but you dropped in the uh, the term uh, Dream World, which is another kind of spin-off game. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't. No. <laughs> don't bring it back. No. It was an awful We don't time. talk about Dream World. <laughs> there was only one game that was spun in there, and it was the Waylord Bounce game. Uh, that's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was, I did that. I think I, I think I let a Pokemon die in the Dream World, if I remember correctly. Oops. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because we had to get him out of there by a certain day. Yeah. Oh, no. With less and less interesting content outside of the mainline series, I'd love a game where you and friends could just casually get together on the couch or online and compete against each other in ridiculous minigames. No meta, no strategizing, just some chaotic, enjoyable gaming. The fact that people still revisit Pokemon Stadium all these years later tells me there's an audience for a minigame-centric Pokemon side game. Those are my thoughts, at least. Hopefully others carry as much appreciation for those wonderful, simple mini-games. Thanks again for awesome content, P. McKee. You know... All right. Yeah, go ahead. What's really disappointing is Mario Party doesn't even have a full-fledged online mode yet. Oh my mm. gosh, that's... <laughs> right? Isn't that upsetting? How? How is that... How do you not okay, get that? Okay, to be fair... To be fair, <laughs> I, I just think that sometimes when it comes to, like, player connectivity, Nintendo just doesn't understand that... Uh, couch multiplayer just isn't what happens anymore, mm-hmm. and they really want it to happen, but they do it to the point where like they kill other ways to play, right? And I'm just like, just embrace it, man. Just embrace it. I mean, to be fair, their internet connection is kind of bad in some games. Like, yeah. yeah. Also, they have like serious like gloves, like protect the children. <laughs> they're they're yes, they're, mod- they're uh, um uh from the Simpson, the pastor's wife. Yes. Mm-hmm. Reverend Lovejoy's wife. Yes. yes. Think of the children. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. This next one is from Windwalk. Oh. Uh, you got this one, Sigma. Yep. All right. First off, thank you guys for a competitive podcast that I can't get enough of. I really enjoy Thatch and the co hosts giving their ex- input and experience. Now for my concern with Swoosh. On one hand, I hate that not all Pokemon are coded into the game. And I feel like it makes it bittersweet to play and support it. I also disagree with the majority of Game Freak's reasonings, as a lot of it has been disproven. I wouldn't say that, but okay. Yeah, it, um, it's all. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it's been disproven. I'd say it's kind of shaky on both sides. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's just a lack of clear messaging, and that's what the problem is. Yeah, um, I think that's my biggest problem with it is that they're just they're not being transparent. I mean, <laughs> to, to their credit, as far as transparency goes, they did tell us well before the game was released that we're not getting all the Pokemon. So, I mean, there, there's that. But they announced home and let it like simmer there for a week before they officially announced that. But, well, before they officially announced it at the end of a treehouse, which not a lot of people are going to know about. It also hasn't actually been officially announced in Japan either. Fair. So... <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like, like the messaging here is real bad. 
um the the pr people did real bad like if you look at how they handled something like delaying metroid prime 4 that was like done really well like hey we we messed up this is why we had to do it mm-hmm. and they just didn't have that kind of transparency with Pokemon. I think if they would have had, I think if they would have done that, it would have been an easier pill for a lot of people to swallow. But they're like, oh yeah, as a side note, here, here's this. It's like, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> thanks for putting that at the end of a treehouse. That. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. Anyways, let's continue on with the email. On the other hand, I'm excited for a new meta to dabble in without, hopefully, having to see Lando T, Greninja, and Heatran over and over on the same teams. Uh, I could see two of those three being gone. Greninja is still up in the air for me, though. Um, Greninja, I think, is up in the air. <laughs> Ash Greninja might be gone. Yeah, but, which yeah. I think that's probably one of the biggest issues. But, I mean, depending on the meta, Protein could still be broken. I mean, Toxapex yeah. could still be broken. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I think it, I personally sit in the camp that there's a lot of things that were preventing a lot of potential Toxapex counters from coming in. Mm-hmm. That's where I sit. And I think those things might be gone and we might be able to handle Toxapex in a different way. That, that's true. Like we have really good Toxapex answers now and we don't. It's delay mm-hmm. hazard. So we'll, we'll see how that ends up going. Well, we'll see. I think it will be healthy change for the competitive community. Um, my problem is that I feel like they should still code every Pokemon, seeing as all Pokemon are someone's favorite. And yes, even the four that were not voted on. Uh, I, I still disagree. Young Goose does not have fans. I, I am sorry for Electric, though. It deserved a vote. Um, and the fact that they have stated that as part of the joy and spirit of Pokemon is carrying them with you to all the new regions... Just make them available post-game and structure the ban list to the Pokemon that they see fit like they have always, like they always have, even if a majority of the previous Pokemon are banned. What are your thoughts? Solutions? Thank you guys, and thank you for this podcast. Windwalk. I think I've answered this several times on the show. I think there's a couple ways they can go forward. One, I think they just need to be way more transparent. They need to like come out and discuss it a little bit more in detail. <laughs> And be like, hey, this is why we had to remodel all of the Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. This is why we ran out of time. And this is why we're worried about this being an issue in the future. Yeah. Like, I, I think if they sit down and they do that, I would be, I'd probably, I'd probably be okay with it. Um, and then on top of that, I think they can easily fix this by making Pokemon Home a much more interactive experience than Pokemon Bank, which is what I'm hoping with them rebranding it, because they could have easily just said, we're moving Pokemon Bank to the Switch. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they go, okay, there's cool ways to interact with your Pokemon here. You can bring them to these things. And you, um, the, the cream of the crop, like the, the big dream is we put a full-on battle simulator inside of Pokemon Home. That would be cool. And you could do that on your phone, which would be even cooler. Honestly, another thing that would be really cool is if you could do, uh, like, whether it's a Pokepelago or the uh, Super Training or whatever it was, exactly. but like, yeah. be able to do EV mm-hmm. training in home like as an option. That would be nice. Exactly. I, I'd be totally cool with something like the Pokepelago in there. I, w- I would love to be able to battle in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing that I think it would be missing for me at this point, like in, if we're thinking about it purely as Pokemon Bank with battling, is that they wouldn't be able to hold items. Yeah. Uh, and that's my only concern. So- <laughs> but I think that they might, they, they could allow that now at home, right? They let them bring items with them. Another answer would so be with balancing like it. a battle revolution on Switch that uses Pokemon Home as its draw from. That's even, that works too. I'm okay that with that. Would, I don't think that's happening. That would work. Or just having like a game in the generation where all Pokemon are there because you've had them all 
Exactly. You've had them all in like two previous titles and you just have to add a couple more mythicals and legendaries that you didn't add yet. So I, I think that could work as I, well. I, I, I don't like saying this because I think it's a little too hopeful, but I think a third version could potentially have all of the Pokemon code in there. Like, let's say we get, you know, this game and then we get like a Gen 4 remake that's not compatible entirely. And then there's a third version. Yeah. And that just has everything. And, and I, I honestly think that's the I think that's honestly the case that we'll get a game in uh, what's the year 2021. In 2021, I think we'll get a game that has all of the Pokemon in it because, I mean, that's the 25th anniversary of Pokemon. I don't think you go make a game um, and you go, oh, hey, we didn't bring everybody <laughs> for the 25th anniversary. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I think that would be a nice way forward is just to have a game in a generation where all of the Pokemon are there if you have to remake the models every time. Yeah, so. exactly. I think that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like Game Freak is doing a really bad job of like hitting anniversaries because let's be honest, 20th anniversary, like that year should have been Pokemon Z, not not Sun and Moon. Well, <laughs> and yeah, that's why it's Pokemon Sun and Moon, because they wanted a new generation. Uh, yes, exactly. exactly. So they, I, I don't I don't think they thought super far ahead for that one. I mean, in the, in the um, same vein, I think they they should take a year off because they put they put out a game. What is it? Five right? years in a row now. <laughs> Ever since Sun and Moon, it's it's been four games in a row. Yeah, so they, this is this is unprecedented. Yeah, so the, it's they need it's to crazy. they need to take a break, but I think they should take a break and come back with Gen Four remakes and not uh, and not make whatever twenty one twenty twenty one is. I think, in my opinion, should not be the the third game. <laughs> You make if you make black and white too, but for sword and shield, I'm okay yeah, with that. I, 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 I would I prefer a, a sequel game to a remake. If we're going to be completely honest. Yes. I would be completely fine, depending on what the story is in Sword and Shield, that they go, okay, Sword and Shield 2, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> also now the Sword and Shield Pokemon combine and they make Aegislash. <laughs> and and like I would be totally fine with that. Yeah. Uh, you can take that story idea, Game Freak. I know you're listening. So Because <laughs> Ultra was a, a disappointment compared to Sun and Moon yeah. when it came to story and... It's like, why, why are we redoing this? Sun and Moon was fine. Yeah. And you made it worse. <laughs> like, you didn't improve it. <laughs> Nobody cares about the Ultra Recon Squad. They did nothing. I would call it, I would call it like a nice <laughs> lateral move. I call, I, call, I call that a nice lateral move. It's what he, Snag said it. He said, he said it was the Pokemon, the version of Pokemon Sun and Moon we should have gotten in the first place. We should have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say that because I think Lucimina was a more compelling villain than a Cross I agree with you. I mean, what they, what they, uh, what they should have, you should have had both. Exactly. Why not both? Instead, honestly. instead of kicking yeah. Lusamine and Guzma out of the ultra space, it should have been ultra. Yeah. It should have been ultra Lusamine fighting against Necrozma. Or it, sh- or it should have been like, something you, like you that. do that. Two you, separate stories, two separate yeah. stories. Or just like you, you do the mm-hmm. Lusamine battle like usual. And then, or like maybe like the immediate, like quote unquote post game is that the whole ultra Necrozma thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that would be a better way to handle it. And I think it would have made it feel like a much fuller game in that in that sense. Because I think the post game of Sun and Moon was a better alternate or a better Necrozma story than we actually got mm-hmm. in Ultra Sun and Moon 2. It's like, oh, look, the Ultra Beasts are gone. Oh, look, a black thing is flying in the sky above the island. That's about as good of a story as we got <laughs> in Ultra anyway. So <laughs> I think it would have been cool to have seen it and then gone into like the Ultra Necrozma story arc. Yeah, that would have been a good I way to start I think that's what you could have done. Yes. It could have been like the thing that follows from the looker or be, been the culmination of the looker stuff. It could stuff. have been like uh, like the Delta episode, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like a good story to have a sequel to it, and they didn't give it a Gen sequel. Gen 6 did so. so many things right. 
and like I, or Gen Five. I wish, or Gen Five did a lot right too. I think Gen Six did a lot of things right though, uh, minus like kind of removing the post game. But to be fair, I I was at the point where I didn't really care too much about the post game stuff, minus the Battle Frontier. Right. Like unless you mm-hmm. give unless you give me that first Battle Frontier or something similar to it, I don't know that I'm going to care. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be completely honest. Like you can give me anything. You can give me Infinite Battle Mason. I'm going to think that's the same thing as literally any other post game you give me. And because I, I went, all I want, all I want out of a Pokemon game is to be able to do the, the Hoenn battle frontier with modern day mechanics. Yes, exactly. That's all I want. <laughs> like, and, uh, so until gen six, I never got into competitive just because like breeding and stuff was just too hard. It was just too much to get a good Pokemon out of it. But like gen six made it very nice. And I was like, yeah, let's do the, let's do the battle frontier. Now that I actually know how to do it. Nope. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, that's just a that's just a miss with there, but whatever. All right, so I think that's a good place to start. Stop it. Uh, thank you to all of you for doing that. I think Windwalk can get it because we went on a long rant because of him. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, so Windwalk, you can get the Green Taurus badge if you go to the Discord server and you let somebody know. Um, if you want to email us next week, like I said, let us know what you think of the current Pokemon and whether or not they're going to evolve, if they're the final stage, uh, how you think they're going to be competitively viable or not let us know send those in to puckle podcast at gmail.com and if you want more puckly goodness throughout your week you should check out the puckle plus feed on thursdays where this week i think we're on tcg cast right nope it's game corner no is it game yep did i get my i did get my weeks wrong oh my gosh the first was the third yep yep uh that was a thursday yep that was a thursday yep okay come in here uh basket and jushiro play some stuff on game corner this week as long as i can get the editing done (laughs) it'll it'll be done Uh, yeah, so go do that. That's a that's a great place to do it. Um, Puckle Plus has some great new, uh, content if you want something else to supplement your week with Puckle. And then, of course, you can always check out the Puckle Discord server if you want more Puckle in your everyday life and you want to come and talk to us. Most of us are there. Um, somebody actually came into voice chat like uh, about a week ago and they were, just, they were amazed that I was there. And I'm like, of course I'm there. <laughs> this is why I made this, because I need to make friends. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very much available and reachable on that fo- on that platform. So if you guys want to do that this is a great play to do it you can also of course uh follow us on social media twitter uh twitter facebook and instagram we're at puckle podcast on all of those uh great way to do that um and then you could follow us on twitch and watch us do some live streams this week i'll be back with jim battles and then we'll be followed by back up with the nuzlocke over on twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast you guys can check that out um i'm on on wednesdays and thursdays uh, Jushiro is on on Mondays playing TCG and Orange Avenger is on playing either TCG or some other ROM that he found on the internet <laughs> on Tuesdays. And he's trying to get masters. Uh, he's, try- he's, he's trying, he's working on trying to get masters. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, other than that, that, that's a great place to go. It's also a great place to help support the show. You can give us a Twitch Prime subscription or just drop some bits from watching ads. Um, you can also check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash buckle podcast. We're getting pretty close to almost being able to be repartnered. So if you guys can go over there and if you miss the Nuzlocke, you can watch the Nuzlocke over there. It's a great it's a great time. Enjoy all the six hour videos. Okay, there's, like two, there's like two. There's like two because we I didn't plan the Nuzlocke out more than like being like, I'm going to stream this. And then everybody's like, I want to watch it on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's a six hour stream. <laughs> we have better planning for the next one. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we, I do have better planning for the next one. We we're we're going to do this because this was just this. We got great response from this. 
And then finally, if you want to uh, support the show in a better way, or not in a better way, but in a different way, one where you get t-shirts, you can go to tpublic.com uh, at the Puckle store. The link is in the show notes as always. And also on the website, pucklepodcast.com. Um, and then you can always go over to, uh, what's the other thing that's called? Uh, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Great way to get uh, Puckle gym, gym badges and just cool things that we put together for everything as well as shiny Pokemon and get a chance to be on the live show. Uh, so that is going to be it, though. That's my spiel. Uh, I have been Trainer Thatch. I'm Professor Snag. And I've been our Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Here at Puckle, we like to, as always, thank our patrons who make this show possible in the way that it is run. So thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Rob, Josh, Keegan, Ilaria, OG Paladin, Shamu, um, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Mr. Panda, Titan Killer, Lane, Lord Korbenik, Ryan, uh, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Samuel, Claude Nine, Bodtech, The Beauty and the Geek, Swamp Rattata, Alex, Steve, Joshua, Zane, Doc, Cody, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, Mark, TJ, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso, Taylor, Charles, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tup, David, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Justin, South, Locke, Jordan, Zach, Graham, Greg, Alec, Jegler, Kevin, Josh, Dark Flame, Three, Half Full Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Nick, Huitku, Shira, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, 
Thomas, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Dylan, Joseph, Franco, Treby, Cordell, Julie, and Alex. Thank you to all of you who make the show possible. And right now I'm actually setting up the next Johnny Pokemon, so go out and grab them when they're up on Patreon. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.